excuse me, may I talk to you for a second? Yes. This is the Black Real Estate Dialogue, and the purpose of the Black Real Estate Dialogue is to document the journey of an up-and-coming real estate investor and to share the stories of successful Black real estate investors. Uh, so you, you have a very uh, interesting career path that led you to this, to this point, and mm. you know, I think it's an encouragement as well. Um, we, didn't have, we, didn't, we haven't had an opportunity to talk about that just yet, but we'd love to just hear about your path to where you are today. Yeah. Um, I would say in a short form, which, which I'll elaborate, but just saying yes. I think that's, that's like when I reflect and I continue to say yes. <laughs> Sometimes I say no, though. <laughs> you, need, you need boundaries. But um, it started off with I wanted to go to HBCU. I'm, I'm originally from California, from the Bay Area. And as diverse as California is, there's not many leaders that are people of color, at least not from what I remember growing up. Um, and I just wanted to go to HBCU. I remembered, um, you know, um, not College Hill, child, help me. Uh, what was the show? What was the show, the spinoff of The Cosby Show? Oh, man. Oh, uh, uh, A Different World? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> In my mind, I was Freddie. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember Freddie. <laughs> yeah, Freddie was the eccentric one. I was like, I love Freddie. Yeah. So I was like, I want to be able to experience and be with people that look like me, yeah. right? And that's where that started. Um, and then I ended up in architecture school because at the time at Prairie View, they just constructed the new building. Yeah. And it was just so fascinating to me that it was the blend of art and science put together because it's especially that particular building is very eccentric. It has all these different curves and different um, lines of how you interact in those different spaces. And I was like, oh, this is what architecture is. I thought it was just a whole bunch of math and a whole bunch of just sitting on my computer all day. But then when I understood that it's really an opportunity to create a place and me being a creative person, I drove to that. Yeah. But then when I graduated uh, with my master's, I, uh, the market crashed. So I was like, okay, we need to go ahead and come up with a different path or figure out how can I make myself more marketable? How can I continue to sharpen my skills while nobody's building? Um, and that's how I ended up in the community development program, not knowing that really my passion was being a developer. It wasn't necessarily being an architect because it wasn't enough for me just to care about this one space that I'm designing. I care about the street. I care about the system. I care about how this all inter interconnects together. Mm -hmm. um, and I started actually as a design consultant because I was like, I'm still going to get out here and I'm going to do what I need to do as for architectural designs. Um, and then I worked with the city of Houston and the plan development department. But once again, Houston don't have zoning. Yeah. So what are we planning? <laughs> right? And what are we developing? Because the city doesn't really lead development either. Yeah. But it still was beneficial because it taught me about development regulations and what happens behind the scenes for developers who do want to move things forward. And then when I was there, um, there was an initiative that was coming out from the mayor's office called Complete Communities, which is about neighborhood development and doing it with neighborhoods, right? It was about a community-engaged approach on what to do um, with the neighborhoods in order to help heal and, and um, repair some of the systemic injustices that have taken place. And I volunteered. I said, hey, you know, I have architecture background. I have community development degree. I also had experience in grad school creating a strategic plan for the city of Prairie View where I aligned the assets of the university with the needs of the city. 
Hey, there are so many real estate opportunities out there in 2024, and I don't want you to miss out. You might feel like you don't have good credit. You might feel like you don't have a lot of money. You might even feel that interest rates are too high or that the home prices are too high. Believe me, I completely understand. The good thing is there's still a ton of opportunity out there and it's important for you to get ready for when your time comes. When I got started, I didn't have a lot of money. In fact, I was living in a 300 square foot apartment at the time and I still managed to get that first property. What that means is that you just need some creativity and a plan as well as the right information and you can do it too. I want you to join me at my five day challenge. It's called Keys to Home Ownership and it is free. General admission to the challenge is free. And in this challenge, you'll learn how to create a foundation for success. You'll learn how to run the numbers and analyze properties to ensure that you're gonna make cash flow before you even go forward with that property. You're gonna learn how to fund that property. You're gonna learn about grants for home buyers and so much more. I wanna see you there. And as I mentioned, general admission to this five-day virtual challenge is 100% free. So you have no excuse. Click the link in the description. We get started on Sunday, March 3rd, which is very soon. So click the link in the description and get your ticket today. Um, so I was like, hey, if you need any help or support, just let me know. I'm happy to like chime in, da, 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 da. Not knowing they would give me a whole community, right? Let alone a community I knew nothing about. They gave me Acres Homes and the community that the mayor was from at the time. Yeah. So I was just like, well, I don't really know what this means, but I'm just going to go and be myself and I'm going to ask questions and I want to learn and understand. Basically, that ended up becoming an action plan for the neighborhoods and it categorized what they wanted to see in parks and green space and infrastructure projects. It had like 90 something projects prioritized with action steps with no money. Uh, so then I started like building relationships with local community colleges and AT&T and whoever I, I could talk to just about, hey, do you realize that this is needed in the neighborhood and that you have the resource to do that? Yeah. Let's figure out like what that means. That ended up me raising $30 million. I transferred to the mayor's office, helped to oversee all 10 of the neighborhoods in the Complete Communities Program. Um, and at that time, um, the seat for the land bank position to be on the board was open because they needed a city representative. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to do that because the land bank is serving the same communities that I'm serving. I want to help just help connect the dots of what the city is doing with what y'all are doing and just kind of became an ally of it. So I was on the board for about a year and a half. And then when my predecessor moved on, I put my name in the hat and they said, yeah. Power saying yes. Say yes. <laughs> Just say yes. If it's in alignment with what you know you need. And yeah. like only you know that feeling that's in your gut and that yeah. God tells you. Yeah. Um, and it really was a an enlightening moment when I was going through the interview process because it was like a four-month process. Wow. I had so many interviews. And I remembered back when I was in architecture school and my dream was to design a community and the buildings inside of it but I never knew that's what a developer was. People used to tell me, you can either be an urban planner or an architect. And I was like, no, I'm both. But I didn't know that's what a developer was. So as I was going through the interview process and they're asking me all these questions of like, how do you deal with challenges? How do you stay encouraged? And whatever else they're saying. And I'm just remembering that younger version of myself with this big dream, not knowing what that meant circa 10 years later to actually be in the position to do it. And I just like, yeah, I was like, that was nothing but God. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I think it's very encouraging mm -hmm. to have a black woman in leadership. We need more. We don't have enough. Um, but I think 
this episode will absolutely be an encouragement to any black woman or woman who wants to aspire to do some of the things that you've been able to do. So I, I appreciate your transparency just mm. and sharing your journey and you know, even challenges you've been dealing with and stuff. You know, I know it's really going to mean a lot to, to many people. I appreciate that because, I mean, to be honest, there were times that I'm like, am I on the right path? Why am I here? God, I told you what I wanted to do. Why am I in property management? Why do I have to read this stupid code of ordinances and know all this, you know, technical stuff, right? Not knowing that all these different components of what ultimately a real estate developer is, is all of the above, right? And having the experiences of community engagement and of architecture, of planning processes and, and all, the, all the above, would culminate into who she is and who I'm still becoming, yeah. but just being very transparent and saying that you may not know all the answers, but just keep walking, just keep walking and keep believing in who you are because no one else is going to, no one is going to save you. <laughs> like it's on you. It's, yeah. it's all on you. Right. Yeah. And I think also sometimes it's like that, that passion sometimes can be anger right? Because you're tired of the same old stuff, right? Going back to what you said about the families who moved out. I'm tired of Ray Ray and them stealing my stuff. Like they broke into my car a couple times, right? And I'm just like, well, I also empathize because I know that they don't think they can do anything more than that. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Black Real Estate Dialogue podcast. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Black Real Estate Dialogue. And be sure to leave us five stars and a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Until next time.